This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Audible, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get a free 30-day trial of the Audible service and a free audio book. Welcome to Laser Time there. That was a little too Canadian. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Laser Time, the Internet's seventh leading pop culture show. We should go up with this one, though, as I spill my I, I spill my secret behind-the-scenes activity to you in this episode. Every week, we pick a topic, grab some experts and some sound clips. It's going to be fun, and I swear to God. And this is a wonderful, wonderful listening party. But who is with me today? Fired by Dick Eversall, uh, Henry Gilbert. This is Bob, box office poison Mackey. Oh, man. So you already know my favorite clip that I'm going to play. I've seen it a thousand times. So this episode is just going to be a laser time listening party. Occasionally, we do that with a bad album. We first tried it with Simpson Sing the Blues. Simpson Sing the Blues. Simpson Sing the Blues from a, back in the day. A classic. And, uh, but this one is just going to be hang out. Hang out. Everybody hang out. We tried it once on Bonus Time, the show we do over on Patreon.com slash laser time. I think when you were around, because for some reason... When I'm alone in here and can't figure out things to do, I tend to disappear into clips of Norm MacDonald on YouTube. Mm. Uh, that's right. This, this episode will be all about... Hello, everyone. Norm! Not that Norm. Wow, no, Shelly Long? Come out as a Cheers fan. <laughs> uh, but yes, Norm MacDonald, I don't know why, but he is he's just one of the weirdest human beings ever. And he makes me laugh in ways I never expect. I mean, I've been watching Norm McDonald on and off since my teen years. He was one of my first favorite weird comedians yeah. I liked a lot. He was especially in a time where I thought SNL was finding its footing again. He was very good. He was always fun. His, his material is always like incredibly straightforward yet unexpected. It's not what you'd call clever. You have no <laughs> idea what he's thinking or like what he believes in. I love this guy. His jokes are real gut punchers, just yes. like really blunt and hitting you in the face. Oh, and they can with, be mean and aggressive yeah. and come out of nowhere. And I just, I love everything about it. It's, it's so weird because I, I don't know if I'd call him my favorite comedian, but like everything, every time he shows on, up on something, I get excited and I'll be there day one. In a way, he's like a classic old school television personality. Mm-hmm. You just, a comedian who, when he's on a talk show, you're like, hey, that's going to be good. He's yeah. just going to be funny hanging out. He'll tell a story. He is a chaotic individual existing it, on this talk show. That's show. he's chaos, mm-hmm. and like talk show guests love him because it's like I don't have to do anything for like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. This guy's just gonna do something weird. He's he, not here to promote something. He's just gonna be fun. <laughs> he has slowed down a bit. I mean, he is uh, in his fifties now, but he would really just take over a talk show in the nineties when he was on it. Yes, and his YouTube show is transfixing. But I don't oh, have any good. clips of that. They're all it's on YouTube. You can find them. I tried to find everything I've ever loved, little bits of everything I love that he's done. And Norm Macdonald, Norman Jean Macdonald, born in Quebec City in nineteen fifty nine, and that's all I have to say about that that's all the bio you're getting wow so he's gonna be 60 in a couple of years man yeah yeah so he, he started out as a stand-up and this is the first clip i saw of his stand-up and i think the joke is excellent and this is this is from the larry sanders show uh, it's a tough time they got uh, you know homeless guys everywhere you look you know yeah and that's tough it breaks your heart you know yeah and uh i seen one guy there the other day in new york a homeless guy had a, a dog with him you know yeah and that's tough do you feel sorry for the for the dog you know I mean, you know, the dog's not thrilled with the deal as he's got a homeless guy, you know? And, uh, it's bad you know. enough when the dog doesn't have a house. Right, now he's, 
know, he's going, hey, I can do this by myself. I don't need a goddamn, you know. It's like the longest walk in the world of the dog, you know. He's, I, I remember I found that bit with our first like Packer Bell PC. It came with like all these free discs, and one of them was comedy oh. a Comedy Central disc with like 140p hyper pixelated stand up clips, and this <laughs> that was one of them. Did you get the Buddy Holly video on that too? With uh, Windows 95. Dude, we had those. Remember those CD encyclopedias? Oh, it's like Carta. It's interactive. They had four videos: <laughs> Hindenburg, Jimi Hendrix, and they're all like two second clips. Public domain. But the, I just it sucks. I discovered Norm Macdonald technically on a bundled pack-in disc to our first PC. Wow. The first Windows operating wow. system PC. I mentioned this off-air, but pay attention to Norm Macdonald's delivery. He it's has this amazing. vocal tick that really, it would it should be distracting, but it actually draws you in. Him saying you know. Listen to that, because yeah, he does it a lot. And actually, it's funny that he ended up writing for Roseanne, because Roseanne does that a lot, too. That's her yes, vocal tick. Yes, and I, 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 like, I don't know much about that, that he wrote for Roseanne. I tried to find something I could confirm was written by him, or like a scene he may have popped up in, and I couldn't find one. I would assume that it was a similar deal of most stand-ups of like if you were a good stand-up mm-hmm. and you were liked by other stand-ups it'd be like well hey just write for my show yeah. you're obviously funny come it's... write for my sitcom which I have because I'm a comedian in the 80s <laughs> yeah and, and like I just I couldn't find any clip like that but I do hear some of Roseanne's voice in it but it's who wrote for Roseanne like Judd Apatow and like Joss Whedon Joss also wrote Whedon, a million people and wrote Tom Arnold mm. yes, yes. Uh, but I did find Legend. a clip of Roseanne talking with Norm Macdonald on some former talk show about him being a writer there so the idea of them interacting is like that really happened (laughs) yeah remember when i used to make y'all wear numbers yeah yeah (laughs) yeah roseanne made us all wear numbers on our uh, shirts so she wouldn't have to speak to us as human beings (laughs) (laughs) so uh, you know she'd say hey just number nine and actually we have some writers on this show that was uh that worked at roseanne at your show yeah so we have uh, uh, three and eight. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could deliver a three and eight. I love the uh, way he delivers punchlines. Yeah, his Kurt deliveries are great. I, love I just also love that in that interview, it's a funny situation Roseanne is stuck in because clearly she did not treat her writers particularly well. Mm-hmm. But now he's famous enough that she has to be nice to him so but he I, can mock her you, for not being nice. You can tell in his voice he's still scared of her, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's still afraid of her. So the Roseanne, she's still a bigger deal than him. Mm-hmm. The Roseanne show, she had a talk show at some point? Was I don't it, know. I have no idea what weird. this is from. It says 1999. Huh. Uh, and it's not, it's, it's a, a vi- YouTube video, but it's only audio. Right. So I didn't do the research in that because it's about Norm. I think she decided to get into the daytime talk show biz like so many had done before her. It didn't, didn't work out as well for her. More, I was more of a Caroline Ray fan. Mm. I, I encourage all of you to fall down the Norm Macdonald YouTube rabbit hole. And all the ticks that you're talking about, there's maniacs out there that have collected them all. Oh, when, the when, you know compilation? Something, stuff like that. Like, here's here's Norm, whenever he insults somebody, he'll just say, ah, he's a good guy. Like, <laughs> like while the audience is recovering from the devastating thing he just said about usually the person sitting next to him. There's a great uh, Kevin Smith compilation where it's just in shit, in shit, in shit like that, in shit, in shit, in shit, in shit. Well, I... Obviously, we have to go into SNL, but we need to take a quick break first. Folks, this episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Audible. You have to know what Audible is if you like podcasts. There's over 200,000 audiobooks and other audio entertainment there, which you can listen to at which you can listen to at home, on the go, anything you can plug a headphone or speaker into. I shouldn't have to tell you this by now. And I also shouldn't have to tell you that you can get a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and checking out the Audible service free for 30 days. Yes, there's a ton of books there, and I usually recommend something, but I gotta say there are a ton of biographies from comedians. 
Stuff I've checked out there, stuff from Steve Martin to Doug Stanhope. But hey, why not celebrate the man of the hour, Norm MacDonald? Yes, Norm has a memoir on Audible called Norm MacDonald Based on a True Story. Learn more about Norm Simon SNL, his love affairs, and tales of gambling addiction, and even wonderful comedic embellishments along the way. And you can get Norm McDonald's Based on a True Story free just for signing up for a free 30-day trial of the Audible service at audibletrial.com slash lasertime. Thank you, Audible. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Lasertime crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash lasertime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I wanted, since you since you talked about the, the female version of it, I wanted to do a, a brief reading of what I wrote after reading the book back in 2015, which is a parody of Ready Player One where everyone's obsessed with the absolute worst of 80s trash culture. Uh... <laughs> Wearing the standard Gunter uniform of a faded Coors t-shirt tucked into pleated jeans, I began my 97th viewing of Hot to Trot. <laughs> Suddenly, Artemis appeared in my mom's rec room simulation. Her fluorescent green scrunchie shone through her crimped hairstyle. I just played a perfect game of Double Dragon, I bragged, indicating the Tiger LCD game still clutched in my hands. After beating Rude Dog's score in BC's Quest for Tires, I awoke on hardwood. I had to reenact the Heavenly Bodies aerobics contest. <laughs> Spuds McKenzie has long since taken over the Cadillac Cats. Heathcliff was powerless. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Ladies and gentlemen, Norm McDonald. Yes, we're going to talk about his SNL stint uh, on this on, in this segment. You already brought me back to his opening monologue from when he was brought back to the Yes. Oh, so if you, so you, you guys all know where this is going. This is great. Of course. a bit of these. This yes. is great. But like uh, Norm McDonald on SNL, mm -hmm. uh, like I don't remember when he popped up. I remember my buddy Steve and I would record every episode and when we felt like all of a sudden this guy popped up on SNL. It was during the 1993 season, and I don't remember seeing him, his face before this. And it was in a sketch, a devil sketch, uh, with Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart was the host. If you were there, man, you could have gotten to hear Patrick Stewart say this. Ladies and gentlemen, salt and pepper! Yes, they were the musical guests, but I'd never seen Norm before. This is like the 19th episode of the season. He's not hosting update yet. He's just a featured player. And there's a sketch where Patrick Stewart plays the devil and accidentally almost chokes on a grape. And all of his minions start to like lose a little respect for him and second guess all of his decrees. Yes. And I'd never seen Norm before. And the only thing this clip is missing, like really helps visually, is the look on Norm's face delivering these lines. It's what we were like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Where did he come from? It's Rob Schneider, uh, Rob Schneider, David Spade, and Norm MacDonald playing the minions of Satan, questioning his words and will. Don't feel embarrassed, sire. That happens to everybody. Even the Lord of Hades. Silence, you whining whelp. You dare address me as an equal. But master, I was worried about you. Worried? Worried. Better to worry than I will. <laughs> I will change your blood to fire, then I will, I will hit you, you know, on your head. <laughs> okay, that one started out strong, but kind of trailed off. Plus, earlier, 
the fetid pile of insect saliva? How exactly would you pile saliva? <laughs> yeah, that one kind of threw me too, you know. I, I mean, I was willing to give you the benefit of the doubt because, you know, you're the master of the uh, hoary netherworld there, but, uh, you know, now after that grape thing... I... You dare! You dare mock me! You know, in the future, any one of us would be happy to pre-chew your grapes. Are you mad? Do you know what you are flirting with? I will... I will feed your steaming organs to all the hounds of hell. I will watch your eyes burn till the cows come home. Uh. <laughs> till the cows come home? Go sweet Lucifer, do my ears deceive me? Or did you just question my word of choice? Uh, all right, sorry, go on. It's so Come great. on! I, I Everybody don't... is playing a character but Norm. Uh, yes. He's like, I was saying, you know, it's uh, kind of weird. Yeah, you know. That's it exactly. Yeah. Is that I've never seen the Norm character before, period. For me, it debuted in this sketch. Yeah. And he's not, he's not like, trying. They're all they're all sniveling and like bowing. He's just, eh. He's just a very I'm, wry and dry straight I'm wearing man. a hat. Yeah. It makes me feel like he wrote the sketch and that's how me he too. got to be in it. And, and also why he's like, no, I'll just play me. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't confirm yeah. that. It's really hard to figure out who wrote West SNL sketch. I mean, has unless a, they directly are asked in an interview, "Did you write this?" Then you. That's when you. Find there's a out. really, like, really old archive that has a list, but it's not something you can really corroborate. Mm. Um, and you, sometimes you can just tell. And now we live in an age where they'll talk about who wrote what sketch, and Norm doesn't really talk about that shit. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't even know he wrote the Jeopardy sketch until he. That was oh, his creation. I didn't know that either. Until wow. the 40th anniversary, like it was. He came up with that. That's he's, impressive. I think yeah. he said he stole it from SCTV, uh, like <laughs> asked permission first. Okay, that's good. Well, that's and good. Uh, and unlike Jay Moore, Boo. Yeah. Uh, and and but on SNL, oh my God, I see. There's so many great SNL Norm clips to get because uh, he started out before Weekend Update. He was just a cast member, and we'd find out later he kind of hated being a cast member. I mean, he's not good at playing people, except a- with the exception of one of my favorites. And, and the audience hates it, seemingly. Larry King. His, <laughs> I his, love this his, so much. This is such a... And it's such a brutal condemnation of that horrible thing column Larry King had in USA Today. The greatest. It's what, like it, uh, Peggy Hill's musings. It, it, well, it didn't look like a column. It looked like a list of things you'd eventually write a column about. It would be like one sentence. Yeah, like... One notion and a bullet point. Premises. To, premises. Uh, it reminds me of when I see a website uh, that's like, oh, we got a famous game director to write a column for us. And when you read it, you're like... You clearly were not allowed to edit them, <laughs> but because you're like, well, then he won't write for us anymore. But this sucks. Like this is so first drafty. But this is him as like one of many Larry King performers. He just rat. It's like him reading off tweets from Larry King, and Larry King is old, irrelevant, and out of touch. If you're not reading Larry King's news and views <laughs> in USA Today, then you're missing out on the issues that matter. This is news and views. You heard it here first, gang. If you only see one film the rest of your life. It should be jungle to jungle. (laughs) Baltimore is a dirty, ugly city. Is it just me or is anyone else sick and tired of the Pope? There isn't a better singer in the world than Boz Skaggs. Sometimes I wonder if giving women the right to vote wasn't a huge mistake. (laughs) I I gotta say, I know you didn't dig into the... um... You didn't dig into the YouTube shows, but watch his interview with Larry King. He clearly yes. realized, like, this is a 90-year-old man with, with small children, and I'm going to fuck with him this yes. entire time. It's uh, so great. And, you, and that show is really fun and really great, and they, uh, he makes him read filthy jokes. I uh, love the joke portion, but there's too much norm. 
That that Larry King is so funny because you know there's a thing. He's just reading his article. That, yeah. that like, is how his articles look, though. And it, that's all they were. But also, and it, every you're time, missing the camera shots of him like sternly yeah. looking the camera, like well, putting his elbow out. Yeah. Well, every time he would reset, he would put a different yes. elbow out and like. And he's, like, he's got uh, the shoulder pads on. It's great. Oh. Damn it! It was of all the laws of nature, the most important one just might be gravity. <laughs> <laughs> And these are very uh, Norm Macdonald line readings, they too. They, they work they perfectly. Are. Gravity. They it's good makeup on him, but he's not really talking like Larry King. No. Oh, it, oh I'm delirious oh, already. See, this... Okay, now I, think, I thought this was self-indulgent. Now this seems like a really good idea. Now you chose the right people for this, Chris. Um, Makes me laugh. So he did... Here I have his, his Weekend Update debut. and But his Weekend Update debut is as a commentator... Uh, with when Kevin Nealon was the host of Weekend uh, Update, yes, yeah. who I love. No one ever celebrates Kevin Nealon. He was well, a fine host. So Weekend Update kind of, by this point, was firmly established as the the host wouldn't do too much else on the show. The, the, that segment, like Dennis Miller, Dennis Miller, we not did see him like, like Nealon was but, one of the only people who yeah. was like, he would be in most of the sketches mm-hmm. that night. Or uh, Mr. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, mm-hmm. Brad whatever. Brad Hall. Yeah, Brad Hall. You barely mm-hmm. saw him in other sketches. Yeah, Amy, like Amy, like Latina Fey, for instance, she's mm-hmm. like never in other sketches. Yeah, she was the head writer, but would be the host on that. Michael yeah. Che and, uh, and Colin Jost are like almost never in any other mm-hmm. sketches. And if they are, it's a split second. Well, because Weekend Update is grown so big that it's basically an episode of a TV show in between that show. It's all, so. like last, uh, like in a recent week without, with, if they put commercials in between everything, it was like the length of a normal half hour show. Damn. And I'm only saying this because a weekend update is important to SNL and Norm in general oh, yeah. because the cast revolves and the sketches change, but weekend update doesn't. It is what it is and always has been. It's the closest, it's like, it's the SNL is an institution and weekend update is part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Norm is not the host yet. It's Kevin Nealon, and his debut will foreshadow some of Norm's problems in, as in the hosting chair. <laughs> Michael Jackson was in a Denver courtroom this week. He's being sued by a woman who claims the pop star stole her song, Dangerous. Here with a comment is update correspondent Norm McDonald. Norm, what do you got? Thank you, Kevin. Well, uh, I'm getting sick and tired of people attacking Michael Jackson. Imputing his integrity and damaging, uh, damaging his reputation. I don't believe a word of it. Now, I'm not saying that Michael Jackson is perfect. Far from it. He may well be guilty of methodically seducing a string of young boys. I'll give you that. <laughs> but Michael Jackson is no plagiarist. It's just not in his character. Now, let's look at the facts. This 40-year-old woman claims that Michael stole her song. Now, ask yourself. Where would Michael Jackson come into contact with a 40-year-old woman? (laughs) He hangs out with young boys. He's a child molester, for God's sake. It's ridiculous. And I, for one, am getting tired of people dragging his name through the mud. But this woman apparently wants to make a few bucks, and she doesn't care who she hurts in the process. Isn't it odd that she's the only one who's ever accused Michael of song stealing? That we've never heard this accusation from anyone close to Michael? like his maids and butlers and bodyguards and the children he regularly has sex with. Isn't that a little odd? <laughs> <laughs> I, and we got... Uh, that's so perfect because that is his... Like, he will 
torture a joke yes. in front of an audience. Yes. Like, I will keep making the same joke. Yes. It will only escalate from here. Yeah, he claims he doesn't like clever jokes. He likes the like a blunt force yeah. punchline. That, that punches you over and over again yes. with it, too. And then, so these clips haven't started to get long yet, but oh God, they will. Mm. Um, but but eventually, Norm is, uh, Kevin Nealon leaves and Norm in the 1995 season of SNL is named the host of Weekend Update. Mm. For people like me who already loved him, it was awesome. It was a completely... The set barely changed, but it was a new update. Norm was a different host, and I mm. found out years later that comedy nerds loved it too, mm -hmm. but NBC didn't. Mm -hmm. NBC hated him. Well, especially Dick Ebersol. Or, uh, is, well, uh, yeah. it, it, I, I, there's other names here, but like, and part of it was from leaning into stuff like this. So, it, like, um, the Michael Jackson stuff, apparently, like, the brass mm -hmm. had a problem with that. He's very famous. He had a consi well, he had a consistent punchline. We played it on 302010, and people took issue with us mm -hmm. laughing at it. And I mean, I'll talk about it in a second. The nation is still reeling from Thursday's bombshell announcement that Lisa Marie Presley has filed for divorce from Michael Jackson. According to friends, the two were never a good match. She's more of a uh, stay-at-home type, and he's more of a homosexual pedophile. <laughs> Again, it's the same, oh, same, joke. same joke. For years, that's how he... The punchline in a Michael Jackson joke would end with homosexual pedophile. Someone took us a task, like, that's not cool. I'm like... You're right, but that's also the fucking point of the joke is that it, no one uses those terms together. It's not a term you normally use. <laughs> yeah. No, and no it makes one... everybody uncomfortable, like you in the comment are now, <laughs> and that was the point. It's it's a pretty good way of making people uncomfortable with a... I, but he, I think it, was, again, it's, but... It, it implies that uh, the pedophiles are... Homosexuals can be pedophiles. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, it's a weird mix of words. I mean, there's the... Yeah, it's... It's an old stereotype where it's like yeah, uh, all, gay yeah. men prey on little boys. Yes, yeah. that's what he was talking about. But, like, if anything, it makes the distinction. <laughs> uh, it, anyway, but he, but yes, it, jokes like that kept coming, and so just words. The, hearing those words said on network TV about crazy. Michael Jackson was not a thing you heard. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was shocking. It was and, shocking. And Norm, Norm burped one time on Weekend Update, and just he's one of the twelve people to say fuck on SNL. Nope. We have yeah. a whole Patreon episode of bonus time about that. Uh, There's a new Dave. one to add to that. There now. was. Yep. There was. When Sam Rockwell did it, when Dave joined us, it's over there. Oh, Patreon.com yeah. slash yeah, laser what time. What a fucking idiot. And he knew he could get away with it mm -hmm. because he's the guest. He's not a He's the guest. Member. But, like, Norm was problematic. I think people said behind the scenes, I'm, I'm not going to be in any of your stupid sketches, so don't write me. If, Damn. If, like, if, if you put Norm in your sketch, he would be mad at you. Yeah, and, he, uh, he also punched out Ian Maxstone Graham. What? Wow, yes. the he Simpsons was, Ruiner, Ian Maxstone Graham. The very same Simpsons Ruiner, yeah. Uh, well, Norm MacDonald was smoking in the writer's room, oh, which yes. was not allowed. And he I really pissed this. off Ian Maxstone Graham. It was him. Yeah. So Ian Maxstone Graham dumps a cup of water on Norm, and Norm punches him in the Whoa. face. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ian Maxstone Graham, if you don't know, is a very tall man yes. on The Simpsons as well, but also an executive producer who wrote the episode that killed Maude, among yeah. other things. He's kind of a, honestly, like... I'm on Norm's side on this. Like <laughs> you just I, want to have revenge on uh Perhaps so. Yeah. I think in the in the writer's room they maybe there's just a, a difference in SNL of like you're it's you're either a Harvard geek or a road battered comedian. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I think there's I love those stories of those kind like Jay Moore and Dave Attell talking about like 
Yeah, I'm like a hard drinking comedian with all these like Ivy League educated people, and I got to do a set in an hour. Well, and uh, Sarah Silverman in Sarah her Silverman, book The yeah. Bedwetter has a story about becoming a writer there when she was dating David Tell, but she was hired as a writer during the Garofalo season, I believe it was. The best season. She was a featured player before that. Yeah. And uh, Sarah Silverman talks about how when she met other writers, she. What, which she does not name the writer, but she said she was having a good lunch with them on her first day until the writer then said, oh, so uh, whose secretary are you? Like, who do you work for? Like, you're an assistant, right? And she also told, in her book, she tells a funny story of a cut scene, a, oh. uh, a deleted <laughs> scene she did uh, with Phil Hartman where they are both flies on dog shit. <laughs> the sketch. And she has, I, I, looking, she has a story about, she doesn't know him, but they're both in the show together mm-hmm. and they're sharing a fly, or sharing a, a ride from the airport and she shits her pants <laughs> and, and tries to, before she picks him up and, ha- and like, what does that smell? It smells like shit in here. You don't smell that? It's like this horrible story. Uh, but, the, the, but going back to the Michael Jackson thing. Yes. He re- unrelentingly made those jokes. And you could tell people, start, like even the audience started to grow uncomfortable. Yeah. While in the hospital, Michael Jackson had his room specially decorated with two huge photos of Shirley Temple. But don't get the wrong idea here. Michael Jackson is a homosexual pedophile. Was, uh, <laughs> that was kind of his running joke on it, network yeah. TV. Yeah, well, Germans he, love David Hasselhoff. Yeah. And he loves... He, I'm sure he loved that sound of the audience going like, oh. Yeah. No, I, when we, we did our live show, it. I didn't know how pleasant that was to bomb publicly. <laughs> to like, it, it, It's not, not fun. Uh, it's entertaining for him, for sure. And then he's getting to do that on on a billion-dollar television show. Yeah, that yes. millions and millions of people are watching, especially then. Yes, and uh, but then, of course, we get into the O.J. saga. Yes. O.J. So. Simpson, and that's like, we're shit, that's where you are in Talking Simpsons, I guess. Yeah, like, it the, just uh, concluded. Not guilty verdict just happened. Yeah. And it, if you, I say this a million times, but the Oscar-winning documentary, O.J. Made in America. Amazing. Is an amazing one. It explains how it changed America completely, mm. and... Uh, you watch SNL at the time, you'll see it happen in real time. Yeah, he's, well. he's still to this day the most famous person charged with murder ever. Yeah, and, we, yeah. and, and it, it's that simple. Like if mm-hmm. if Jerry Se- that's a Chris Rock joke. If Jerry Seinfeld was arrested for murder, we never stop talking about it, mm-hmm. and that's why we but continue. You mix talk- in race with and it, and then you mix in race with yes, it in, yeah. in, a, in a volatile situation in Los Angeles. And well, and, and with other people, there were a ton of people who were like, I don't want to weigh in on this OJ thing because OJ had a lot of friends in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, including yeah. uh, Dick Ebersole and uh, Don Olmeyer. I think yeah. uh, no, both those dudes suck, by mm-hmm. the way. I think David Letterman openly said, I won't have these jokes in my monologue because a double murder isn't funny. Like, uh, well, we'll get to Letterman in a moment. Uh, okay. uh, because Letterman will say stuff other people aren't allowed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, I don't know what this is. More Jackson. This week in a secret ceremony in Australia, Michael Jackson was married for the second time. Asked what makes his new bride special. The king of pop said, quote, she has taught me about the power of imagination. Like imagining that a grown woman is a ten-year-old boy. Sorry, I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy. It's also funny because <laughs> you see it coming eight miles yes. away. How is he going to say this? He's clearing the runway for the obvious joke, the obvious punchline. I, 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 those make me laugh. The OJ ones are like are a little less funny to me. Cut from the same cloth. But they but, are. But it, uh, but Norm didn't care and kept making them. But yep. this one I liked. Terrible, this week it was revealed that in his first interview with police, Simpson had refused to take a lie detector test. His reason? 
It detects lies. <laughs> God, I, lo- I, I think a perfect Norm joke. God, I think I rip off his punchline style because I love it so much. <laughs> it detects so lies. <laughs> it detects lies. But uh, that was rumored and still, as far as much research as I've done and as many interviews I've heard conducting with Norm himself, that might be a huge factor in his being oh, fired from SNL. I think it absolutely was. So... In case you don't know who Dick Ebersol is, uh, he's more important in this, I think, mm-hmm. than Don Olmeyer. Mm-hmm. Don Olmeyer and him were both big wigs at NBC. I don't know their specific things. Don Olmeyer, I know his name because they make fun of him on the news radio commentaries because they're just like, Don Olmeyer kept threatening to cancel. This Joe Rogan says, like, Don Olmeyer kept threatening to cancel us, said we weren't funny. Now, who the fuck is heard of Don Olmeyer? Uh, <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, Dick Ebersol came up through sports. He mm-hmm. was a sports guy. And He's- then when Lorne Michaels mm-hmm. quit, he took over SNL and made it a lot worse. 80 to 85. And Gave they- us Joe Piscopo, but also Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Well, but he, there's also a story that implies, like, I bet there's some, there's some uh, Me Too style stories to hear about that guy oh. because there. There is a story, I believe, it was from the Live from New York book, mm-hmm. where he sees it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus and another female cast member are filming something, and he then gets out of 50, or he gets out a a, a, a bill, I don't want to say the number, but he puts <laughs> it on the puts it on the camera and says, the first one of your tits to pop out gets this dollar. Yeah! Wow, he seems awesome. <laughs> and uh, he's also famous for being great friends with Vince McMahon and putting <laughs> putting WWE on on uh, WWF at the time on NBC, but, putting Hulk Hogan and Mr. T on the fucking SNL mm-hmm. to advertise it, and starting the XFL with Vince McMahon. Mm. And he will, in fact... His son, his son, <laughs> his son directed the XFL documentary, which is how he even got fucking Dick Ebersol and Vince McMahon to talk about it. So in a way, I kind of hate that documentary because it's like, oh, it's a rich kid's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's also like he's the only one who would have gotten access. Gotten to access to all those people, but, but and it's it, I don't. And he also is friends with OJ because he friends with OJ. employed OJ as a commentator mm-hmm. on NBC's NFL football. I mean, there was a lot of that in the documentary. OJ had a mm-hmm. bunch of powerful friends, and yeah. when it looked like there could be some plausible deniability, people did publicly go to bat for him and I just can't really imagine that happening now no uh, but but like looking in the behind the scenes the ratings of SNL weren't bad mm-hmm. uh, the audience seemed to sometimes not get Norm but I remember at, even at the time like everybody was talking about how much they liked Norm no mm-hmm. one seemed to dislike him as the host and but and he has and Norm has a story of like being fired he's like uh, so I'm being fired they, he had to be fired by the boss not Lorne Michaels uh, I don't think Lorne Michaels is too powerful now for someone to overstep him and fire somebody. But 20 years ago. Yeah, but 20 years ago. And, but it, it happened, and he was busted off the uh, weekend update. And I didn't know this part of it, but he was had to r- run out the season on the show. Yeah. And he's, he's sometimes, he told everybody he didn't want to be in any sketches, but now he has no update. And Colin Quinn had a very uncomfortable first episode mm-hmm. of Updated, just like, Look, we oh, all know this clip. is wrong. I don't want to be here either. But well, let's just get through it, folks. And, and this is this one of the show best stories of, of from when I was alive. What makes them so interesting is David Letterman. Because David Letterman was victim to another showbiz story, too. So whenever it happens to anybody, he's so protected. He's the only person willing to like throw everybody under the bus. Mm-hmm. And also, that's what we will get into eventually. Because my favorite appearance is Norm are literally just talk shows. <laughs> Anytime he's on a talk show, I love it. And Letterman, who does, who clearly doesn't like a lot of people, like it's Norm Macdonald and Bill Murray, mm-hmm. looks entertained, excited all the time. But when he goes on Letterman's show, like right afterwards to promote his new show, 
to talk about being fired and he clearly doesn't want to talk about it but letterman's like fuck nbc i'll say whatever i want <laughs> okay happy new year buddy happy new year man. thank you very much for being here yeah you don't mind if i ask you a question what's that i hear today i hear this story and there's like this press release that you get your ass fired is that yeah. true no you didn't get fired yeah they fired no me. they didn't fire <laughs> no i'm serious i, I'm ta I talked to a guy that said i'm fired <laughs> <laughs> Fired from your television job? From on the weekend, you know, I do the news. Segment, yeah, the weekend update. And I do the jokes. Uh, do, uh, Sometimes, know. many times, the, the best part of the show. Yeah. Do you agree? <laughs> but, uh, it's all a matter of opinion. That's your opinion. That's my opinion, yeah. But then the guys that can fire me, that's not their opinion. <laughs> so why would they fire you? Well, uh, Who fired you, first of all? Well, let's get some names here. Let's get some <laughs> Well, I don't know the guys, like, because the guys I work with, like, uh, Lauren Michaels and stuff. Did Lauren Michaels fire you? No, he didn't. Uh -huh. He didn't fire me. Right. He, he likes me and stuff. Well, he, it's his show, <laughs> isn't it? I, I thought it was his show, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, then how can a guy come in from the outside and fire you? Somebody well, see, from ABC fired you? <laughs> no, no. They're NBC. What happens is you work on the show, and then there's these guys that hang out, like, in the hall. <laughs> yeah, we got them here. We, yeah. got the, we got them here. And they're called executives. They're NBC executives, right? And then I'd see them. I didn't know who the hell they were, what they did, you know? Now I know what they do. They That's, it, I love that Letterman has that ability to, like... To throw people under the bus, and yeah. yeah, I love cranky Letterman. I do. Well, uh, after about, I don't know twenty or thirty years of listening to jokes about executives from like comedians and TV shows, it was mm -hmm. only recently that I learned they're all true. Yeah. Executives yeah, are they're scum. All they're all scum. <laughs> the worst people who do the worst job, the t worstly. Well, they're, <laughs> the part of cr making stuff is risk, and sometimes risks don't pay off. And every time it pays off, it doesn't mean you know any mm -hmm. better than the people who <laughs> yes. create that stuff. Like I it's know. just risk. Your job is to minimize risk, not predict success well yeah and that's well and also the like management thinks they can create things mm -hmm. is kind of bullshit too well and like norm's firing seems way more cronyism than anything else oh too. for They're sure oh, like, that's, yeah. I, I, I was inaccurate when i said that earlier I, I don't think the ratings were super bad because i was still watching but the reviews were really bad for the mm -hmm. season that norm was the weekend host saturday for. night dead it was phil hartman's gone uh like all that stuff like it, it was kind of a, the start of a new era but like the Sandler Fardley Spade like really coasting the and frat boy the frat boy the, everything yeah. every sketch was a gay joke so did everything. it come on in like 94, 95 95, 96 I think it's 95 okay I, th I thought 95 was the rebuilding year with it was. Will Ferrell and Cherry O'Terry but he bridged that he bridged that okay he bridged that so like it, it so technically the only rock they have is Weekend Update so it like why why take the guy out when you're trying to reestablish <laughs> new cast members and then put in Colin Quinn who mm -hmm. like can't say three jokes he, without fucking up he's like, great and I love him I I also have a warm spot in my heart for Colin Quinn, but he he fucks up a third of his jokes, and then it's funny when he yeah, fucks he's, up. He's like, ah, it would have been funny if I said that. He's very he? humble about his yes. uh, speech impediment, I have yes, to say. Yeah. But if but you can I, get I, through I, that, listen, he's amazing. Yes, he's uh, amazing. But, but so I think Norm is also. I think he's being more open with Dave because we know how much he loves David Letterman. Yes, like it, oh, he, he, cried. People, he, he cried. He cried on, on his last show. On his last show, they have very similar comedic deliveries and styles. Yes, too. Well, I mean mm -hmm. he. We talk about him not being good at imitations, but his Letterman mm -hmm. wasn't bad. It's great. I think he did it like twice too. Yeah. Got, got, any gum? Gum? got any gum? Got any gum? <laughs> but uh, but I just I do love this about Letterman because it. All talk show interviews you see are like, so I heard you went on vacation. No, you didn't. You didn't talk. This is such a pre... It, he clearly comes out and gets like kind of ransacked by Dave. Like, yeah. let's talk about you getting fired. And he's yeah. loving it. He's and, loving and he's it. he's telling him to name names. And even if he... And he finally gets him to. But now, now Norm, I, far be it for me to tell you how to lead your life or your career, because Lord knows you've been very, very successful. 
But if the guy says to you, we don't want you on the weekend update, and that's like your signature piece. Yeah. You're, you're kind of like the anchor man, not only of that segment, but of the entire Saturday Night Live show. If things aren't going great, they give the ball to you. You're the damn quarterback, Norm. You're the one who punches it over wow. the goal line for pay dirt. Wow, he's going to up for you. So now, well, I mean, if you, Mr. You, Big Shot Cologne and Cufflinks, Don Olmeyer, <laughs> oh, if yes. he says, we don't want oh. you on the weekend update, oh. I'd adios. You I'd get, get in the cab. Absolutely. Hit the dirt. Come on over here to CBS. <laughs> we'll get you a nice show. We'll put you, we'll put you <laughs> together. I'll get a you nice show for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a ton of this, of him oh. like throwing every... Cause Everybody clearly loves Norm. I think yeah. he eventually got a sitcom on ABC like the next year. Oh, Drew, yes. Drew Carey. Oh, yes. Was we just called Norm? Talk about oh. that on the next segment. Um, but what's even better to, to close the story, I think he's either promoting that show. Mm-hmm. I think he's promoting that show. It might have been Dirty Work, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a moment. Uh, but he is invited back to host SNL. And his monologue when he returns I love this monologue is one so of my much. favorite things ever. show you know i gotta say i felt kind of weird you know i I don't know if you remember this but uh, i used to actually be on this show Uh, i used to do the uh, weekend update news routine you remember that and uh that's where i did the make-believe news jokes you know that was me so then a year and a half ago right i had a sort of a, a disagreement with the management at uh at the nbc uh, I wanted to keep my job, right? <laughs> and they felt the exact opposite. <laughs> so, so you see, they like uh, they fired me because they said that I wasn't funny. You know, now, now with most jobs, I could have had a hell of a lawsuit on my hands for that. But, but see, this is a comedy show. <laughs> So they got me, you know, you know. <laughs> you know what? But now, this is the weird part, right? It's only a year and a half later, and now they asked me to host the show. <laughs> so I wondered, I go, hey, wait a second here. Hey! I go, how did I go in a year and a half from being not funny enough to be even allowed in the building? <laughs> to being so funny that I'm now hosting the show. How did I suddenly get so damn funny? Whoa. I said, God. He said, God at 11.30. (laughs) It was inexplicable to me, because a year and a half, let's face it, is not enough time for a dude to learn how to be funny. (laughs) Then it occurred to me I haven't gotten funnier. The show has gotten really bad. Uh. (laughs) 
Oh, oh my god. Uh, and even like I don't, cathartic. This is a little nerdy thing for me as a big SNL nerd. Like it's so weird to me. You are required to say we got a great show. This musical guest is here. No one ever deviates. Yeah. Nobody. Every the biggest stars in the world say that verbatim, except for Jim Carrey, mm. which I all want to find out the behind the scenes of now that we have uh, Beardo Zen Carrey because mm. he. We know he didn't get. He had an audition for SNL, but he says he closed out the moment like we got a great show. Stay tuned and watch me sell out big time. Whoa. And this, the audio fades wow. a little bit, and I'm like, why did you say that? What the fuck? You were I, great on the show. Yeah. I call him more like uh, Beardo philosophy class. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Remedial yeah, philosophy. I don't class. know. Henry Henry said it looks more like depression. I'm like, oh, that yeah. might be true too. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. What if it? What even is reality, man? Is reality what we define ourselves to be? Is this oh, man. reality, man? We, uh, Maybe God is this uh, light bulb. Did you eat those blueberries on the coffee table, man? Come on. <laughs> uh, but I love how he closed out the show. So yeah, I'm funny compared to you know. Well, you'll see later. But, <laughs> Okay, so let's recap. The bad news is, I'm still not funny. The good news is, the show blows. All right, folks, we got a bad show for you tonight. Yeah. God, again, just torturing a joke in front of the audience. It's like, so let me reiterate. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we have to leave SNL, I'm afraid. And I have, I still have a ton more Lorn, uh, Norm clips. Please, I hope you're enjoying this listening party. You guys are having fun, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, great. Hey, kids, if you don't like SNL, maybe you can see how Pokemon fits into the Normiverse. Uh, oh, we get back. I hope you're well rested because if you're not, oh man, this is going to be the perfect sponsor for today. Casper Mattresses. Yes, Casper Mattresses, baby. Offering you one hell of a sleep experience for an outrageously reduced cost. And even better than that, if you go to caspertrial.com slash laser time, you can get $50 towards any mattress that you want right now. And when I say any mattress, I mean from twin to California king. And if you don't know what Casper Mattresses are... Uh, they are mattresses that combine high-density memory foam and premium latex to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Casper's dug deep into the science of sleep, and they're trying to offer you a better mattress at a much better cost. And one of the ways Casper has cut out the cost is by not having stores throughout the entire country. Instead, they ship the mattress right to you. As a result, Casper mattresses are up to a quarter of the price that you'll find in most big box stores, and even better than that. And if you have any reservations of a mattress being shipped to your house, Casper knows that, and that's why they've provided you with a 100-night risk-free trial. You don't like the Casper mattress? Give them a call. They'll come pick it up for you, get rid of it, and give you a full refund. If you're in the market for a new mattress, please consider Casper. And even better, go to caspertrial.com slash laser time to get $50 towards any new mattress. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 302010. Here's a clip from 1998. <laughs> Uh, George Michael busted in a men's restroom. Yeah. Do ladies do the uh, gay liaisons in the public bathrooms? That doesn't happen, right? I don't think so. I don't think that's a thing ladies do. No. Why, guys? Why is that the only place? I know. There's got to be somewhere. But, like, can't you meet up in the bathroom and then go to some port? Yeah. Oh, like, so. I, th I think apps have, like, changed all that. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure if Grindr had existed, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> this wouldn't have happened. But, but I think what I love, though, he was so chill about it. Yeah. He was just sort of like, yeah, no, I had some time on my hands. I went cruising. <laughs> 
And then he ended up uh, making a video about it. Yes. And then he got sued by the cop. <laughs> Yeah, because, oh my god. Because he's wearing the cop's name tag in the video. Oh my god, I forgot about We're... that. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. Too bad that you're not as smart as you thought you were in the first place. Too bad that you had to get You know, Norm Macdonald wrote a movie. Have, At least you, have you ever seen? He it? wrote a movie. He wrote uh, a movie. I saw that film in theaters. I was counting the days for the next Happy Madison production at that time. I, I, it's one of my. It's, it might be, and this is stating almost no, no opinion here. The best Happy Madison production outside of the Sandler first. A question uh, for both of you guys, though: Did either of you see the follow-up Screwed? I no. did. I know. There's a great no. part. You no. did? Yeah. Oh, I did. absolutely. Because Dave Chappelle good? is in it. It's like Norm Macdonald and Dave Chappelle. It should be the. No, it's terrible. Okay. There's oh, a great Danny. part in the uh, Sarah on uh, the Mr. Show book that mm. makes fun of Sarah Silverman. It's like she wasn't on this season because she decided to be in a movie called Screwed. Yes. <laughs> so she missed out on that fifty bucks a week. <laughs> she couldn't. Uh, but did you also know Bob Saget directed the Norm Macdonald movie? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's fucking that's, crazy. That's when I found out that Bob Saget was Dirty Man, which now I'm kind of like I miss. I wish Bob Saget could do one year where he's home and uh, home videos guy, yeah. and then a year where he's dirty guy. And just alternate. Because it's for us, well, for people our age, we've known him as dirty guy for longer than we ever knew him as. Yeah. He's now in Fuller House, which is suddenly like it became a went from family sitcom to like tit based comedy. Just like <laughs> all the tits are on display, viewers. I have never seen. Eat him up. That does not sound very godly for the Cameron. No, no. But uh, Frank Sebastiano and Fred Wolf helped Norm Macdonald write Dirty Work, a movie I really liked. It has one of my favorite Norm lines of all time. The trailer will explain the premise a little bit, but it's basically two losers who find out they can do pranks for a living. Yeah, it really doesn't make <laughs> it's, sense. It's, it's, like, it's, honestly, it's, yeah, a, it's a 90s comedy premise. I guess I showed you the thing or two about Dirty Work. But there is one thing Mitch Weaver is good at. You are the king of revenge. We should open a revenge for hire business. I think you boys can help me. Okay, settle down, prostitutes. Okay, settle down, prostitutes. <laughs> is one of my favorite Norm Macdonald lines. What he's saying to a group of prostitutes he hires to be dead hookers in the trunk of cars during a car commercial, which for some reason is shot live. That, that was pretty. That was a good prank. Yeah, I mean the pranks. I also like the pranks of him getting back at those college kids mm -hmm. by him beating up college frat boys. I like that. But also Artie. that he can't beat up anyone. That I love in his movie. Some movie stars, when they write their own movie, they're like, well, I'm the most attractive and people want to have sex with me. Like, say, Dane Cook's asshole face. But, <laughs> Adam Sandler. Yeah. But meanwhile, in yeah, Adam Sandler beats up everybody in his movies because he's so strong and powerful. But when Norm Macdonald writes a fucking movie, he's like, I'm weak. I can't hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah. And I have a theory. I think uh, so. Chris Farley has a very, very, very tiny role in the this movie. The Saigon Horror who bit my nose off. He's dying I, I, as they're filming. I honestly think he would have replaced Artie Lang if he wasn't just like seconds away from having a drug-induced death. I think the story yeah. was he was in rehab and couldn't do the whole movie. Yeah, like, like this was a dark period of his which, life, too. Humorously enough, Artie Lang is now like a pile of drugs. No, like, he's, he, I think he's recovered. But he, he has I mean, almost died like he, seven Times. I mean, yeah, yes. in numerous ways. But that is, it is where their partnership comes together, and Artie Lang becomes like someone who's not just the mad TV guy. It's kind of bizarre to yeah. think about how I knew Artie Lang. 
at I this knew, point. I knew him as the guy who like had pig nipples. My or black something. mom, my like, white my mama. mama. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. No, my white mama. My white mama. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, but but yeah, they're in this movie uh, together. But I think it's most mem- I think most people remember it from the Rickles part, which is awesome. I think when Don Rickles died. Oh yeah. They all talked about it like it was two days and they just let him go. And that's why the line that's in the movie is just Norm reacting to what... It's it's, so it's, it's such a natural reaction to Don Rickles and it just made the final film. And it's Don Rickles jiggling Artie Lang's belly. So there you are, Tubby. Ah, you look like a bucket of lard on a bad day. <laughs> you baby gorilla. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? I got a call yesterday from Baskin Robbins. They said... That they're down to only five flavors. You're <laughs> swelling up as I talk to you. Look at you. How's this? How's it doing? <laughs> Hello, ice cream. Having a good time? <laughs> Running around? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because I called your friend a fat pig, huh? You think that's funny? Oh, no, I was just laughing uh, earlier when you were talking to his belly. <laughs> you get a horse and live in the mountains someplace and don't bother anybody. So this is right before they screen the movie Men in Black who like to have sex with each other. (laughs) Oh god damn! Funny you should mention that. I'm gonna make gonna make the kids wait for the Pokemon reference. From here on out, the clips are gonna get real long. But I love his like even his line. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, like he just like is so just himself. Laughing what you said to his belly over there. Well, also I gotta give it to Artie Lang. I forgot in that scene how great that gets even better than just he. He looks fatter than ever in he's that bow tie. His, yeah, he's pushing his face down into his neck, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, and then he's just like... Mm. And also, it's it's. I was slightly distracted by uh, Kevin Farley being yeah, in that shot. Oh, they're like, well, your oh, brother's so on his Farley. way out, so yes. uh, come on over. So here, You'll be a star, sure. I want a comedy nerd to help me find more information on Norm MacDonald's album, Ridiculous. It's not a stand-up mm. album. It's an oh. album of sketches. One sketch is 20 minutes. And that one has already laying in it, and it's great. And it's about a country singer who has uh, clearly decided to come out through song. Yeah. Um, and I've never heard any of this. It's, it's, it's great. It albums are dead because of YouTube, but they mm. were fun at the time. They were the dirty thing you put We're going to do a whole later time about them, mm. because I love them. And no, uh, on rap albums, they were always my least favorite part. Like, All right, and sketch time skip. Yeah. Like, you're not funny, ludicrous. <laughs> but these, these I, these I love. The production value is fucking fantastic. Mm. The guest stars are Molly Shannon is in a great one called Girls, Girls, Girls. And I was reminded because I was reminded of it. I heard it on satellite radio when I rented a car this Christmas. But it was in production for six years and didn't see the light of day until wow. like '06, right when, right before CDs were dead. Uh, so I don't know why you produce these for. Does anybody even make sketches for I mean, iTunes now? I have made audio. I make one a year because they're that much work. But they're There's, so much fun. But they are all they are so much production. Dude, we do yeah. ten of them a year and only for one show. <laughs> yes, that's right. No pressure, Henry. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but um, but he had an album. It's called. It's just called Ridiculous, and it just it'll look on the surface like a normal comedy album. It is not. It is a sketch. And uh, th- this is a sketch album. And this sketch features someone you remember. Someone you've heard of, you'll recognize the voice instantly because it's a character he did on SNL. This is about the first two gay men ever. This is the story of two pioneers, two brave men who went where none had gone before. And today, every gay man owes a tremendous debt to these two visionaries. Oh, God. This is the story of Bill Delaney and Fred Henderson, (laughs) the world's first two gay men. Thursday, March 26, 1954, 5 o'clock p.m. 
Man, what a great game. Exciting football. Look, Fred, does it get any better than this? I mean, we got football on the big screen TV. We got steaks fresh off the barbecue, cold beer, you know? Hey, all we're missing is sex Sex with with women. women. (laughs) (laughs) You read my mind. Sex with women is the greatest, isn't it? Are you kidding me? I love sex. (laughs) When you say you love sex, you mean you love sex with women, right? Well, I love sex, and you can't have sex without a woman, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But imagine if you could. How crazy would that be? Oh, my God. That would be the greatest. Sex, but no women. That would be like the best of both worlds. And, And I like women. Don't get me wrong. I just find them sexually repulsive. (laughs) You and me both. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Hey! Wait a minute. We're not thinking here. I mean, why don't we have sex right now? You and me. Great. Where are the women? No women. I'm sorry. I I don't follow. No women. Just me and you, Fred. No women. We just have sex together. No women. No women. No women. Gotcha. Great. Okay, sure. I'm sorry. I still don't follow. Are the women coming later? No, that's the beauty of it. No women. Now, you want to have sex, don't you, Fred? Sure. Great. So, well, why don't we take our clothes off? Okie dokie. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Fred, do you have a, um, oh, uh, a vagina? Do you have a vagina? No. No, I don't. Oh. Well, let me think here. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, Fred, I'm starting to feel ridiculous here. I think this is going nowhere. Hey, listen, don't feel bad. Live and learn, I always say. Yeah, yeah, let's chalk it up to experience, uh, put our clothing back on, and uh, resume watching the football game. You know, because it's times like these. Hey, wait that... a minute. Do you? <laughs> Do I what? Do you have a vagina? <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I, I don't. Hmm. No, no, no vagina. So, I don't know, maybe we should just, uh, oh, hey, Fred, what's that? What? That, oh, right over there. <laughs> oh, this. This is my ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, no, no. No, 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 it's, it's too crazy. <laughs> Wait, oh, come on, what, what is oh, it? <laughs> I, 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 it never worked. Does it involve my ass? <laughs> yeah, it does, sort of. <laughs> well, all right, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Come on over here, bring your ass over. Okay, here it is. <laughs> Here's my ass. Oh, my gosh. Okay, uh, let me just try this here. Okie dokie. Ah, hey, that feels great. <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, dear Lord! Oh, God, mother of all things holy! I like it. Please let this nightmare stop! Oh, my ass is fire! It's nice, you know? My ass is fire! No women? Oh, my ass is no more! It has been replaced by fire! Oh! Ah, this is... Hey, what's, oh. what's that sound? I'm not sure, but I think it was anal tearing! Oh. <laughs> So again, it's like the premise, you know what's going to happen, and it's just like torturing you for five minutes as they explain like every like single electron of the premise. That's pretty much what the rest of the segment is about. Yeah. Torturing people through waiting. Make you wait so long for him to realize like, 
yeah, even better throughout the track, uh, ever, throughout the CD. Uh, there are two more tracks of just Will Ferrell screaming and improving, oh, uh, being being fucked by Norm Macdonald, and I'll I'll put one at the end of the episode. If you I so. can't not imagine Harry Carey. <laughs> Me that. too. It's Will Ferrell doing his Harry yeah. Carey. So this was like made in the '90s and released like yeah. years later. Like, it might have been made like I want to say it was might have been made. Like right when Molly and Will came to SNL. Mm, wow. Because that it, reminds me of like the State album where yes, it only recently came out within the past uh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. I have never heard that. It's I bad. Think it's not very good. forever to come out because record executives are really shitty and they're just like, no, we'll sit on this forever. It's, it's a but. tough place to do sketches. It really is. It's, I don't know, to, in, uh, just audio. Yeah. Well, also, but, record execs just sit on stuff for it happened. Uh, the South Park Chef Aid album, mm-hmm. the funniest thing on it is when they make fun of the actual record executive who was fucking with them, he insists of like, play this, put this song horny, oh. horny, horny on it. He's <laughs> like, no, we're not going to. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, come on, just listen to it. He's like, no. He's like, well, all right, I promise not to put it on the album because I'm your friend. Like that was, they were making fun of him the whole time, their actual executive on that. And, but that all right, you kids have earned it. Norm, Norm had a TV show. Yes, he played a disgraced NHL player who's forced to Those work in social Canadians, work for man. five years. But don't you love the idea? Like, in order, you have to commit a crime to get a guaranteed job for yeah. five years with benefits. <laughs> You're punished with a job. It, it had Laurie Metcalf on it, the amazing Laurie Metcalf, Woo! Uncle Aunt, and Jackie. Um, and it it lasted a lot longer than I thought because I didn't really get to see it that I much. I just remembered it as a one season thing I watched alongside the Drew Carey show. Fifty episodes. Wow, it was man. a good companion piece for the Drew, Drew oh, Carey yeah. show because the Drew Carey show only because I got an antenna and like they play it all the time mm. over the air. And I, I'm a cord cutter too. And it, it's surreal and funny. They took a lot of, they made a lot of dumb risks on the Drew Carey yeah. show. It holds up pretty great. Norm guest starred on an episode yes. as his childhood bully, which when he's such a weak man compared to Drew Carey, it was funny. It was a, it was a funny. It guess. had, uh, it had the dad from Alf. All Alf. Oh. I think you should create funny situations before his fall from grace. Before <laughs> this is after his fall from grace. Oh wow! It is. He it bounced is. back. Picking himself back up. And Artie Lang before his fall from grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also joined the show eventually, but uh, this is probably what it's, what it's most famous for. I have to imagine this was licensed or really fell under Nintendo's radar mm. because there's a giant huge Pokemon bit with real names and people in costume as the characters <laughs> in the show Norm. So according to your mom, you've been watching this cartoon called uh, Pokemon, <laughs> and now all you do is uh, run around the city trying to capture these so-called creatures. Is that true, Tommy? I'm not Tommy. I'm Ash. I have to train Pokemon for battle. I gotta catch them all. <laughs> Look, uh, Ash, what you have to do is uh, learn to differentiate between fantasy and reality a good way is to remember that uh, fantasy is good, whereas reality, bad. You can't keep me here. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Turn the hat around. Pikachu, I choose you! Holy shit. I haven't seen this in forever. Pikachu! Surprise, Bride too, I'm a Pokemon trainer. That's right. Squirtle, I choose you! <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Listen, surreal. Uh, wow. Bad move, Norm. Bringing out a water type against an electric type? What are you thinking? I think. Yeah, okay. Ha! You've chosen. 
themselves in a water Pokemon. Oh, Bob, did you write for the Norm show? I did when I was 17. <laughs> I, I gotta say, all of these fucking shows in the 90s, when they'd have a video game, they'd just be like, I collected five crystal weasels off the Blizzy <laughs> yes. Bloob. Like, they just, and they'd play a sound effect for like an Atari. This is so specific. Like, nobody bothered to do I try, this. I thing. tried to make that joke that in 90s sitcoms, when they, when they described fake video games, they mm-hmm. sound like what Monster Hunter and Dark Souls really are. <laughs> like, it didn't happen to I'm impressed then. he said Pokemon right. He did. Yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon, huh? It does almost sound like they they had payment or something. They put a lot they put lots of money into this. <laughs> like it's impressive. Yeah. And I'm gonna ask so I did that just to appease some of our fans who might not be big norm fans, because from here on mm. out we don't have a lot to go, but they're all real long clips. Well, um, I saw I cheated ahead. One of my I was gonna Henry. say if this one wasn't on the list, I was it's, gonna it, be mad. I wanted to highlight his new comedy special, mm-hmm. uh, Hitler's Dog Gossip and Trickery. And <laughs> now watch this. This is where the this is what I really appreciate though the long jokes, mm-hmm. and this is just about him watching MeTV. If you've ever watched MeTV, it's where they play all the old sitcoms <laughs> from times before we were born. And they the commercials are clear. Have you ever watched over the air television with an old movie on? The commercials are. Are you scared in your home? Can you not walk upstairs? Are, are you tired of not being able to call the hospital? Buy funeral insurance. It's, it's all, all liberty like that. robot insurance. <laughs> so that's that's what the basis of this joke is for. I fucking love it. But it's fun to get old, you know? Start watching old things. You know those commercials that are toward old people? You know, like I was watching, for instance, on MeTV, I was watching uh, The Six Million Dollar Man. Right? And he was in Paris, he was jumping over the Arc de Triomphe and everything like that. And then, just by luck or coincidence, they went to a commercial, and it was a commercial starring Lee Majors, the Six Million Dollar Man, but as he is today, like an old man. So he's jumping over, and it was for the bionic ear. And it wasn't the real bionic ear from the show. It was a fucking hearing aid. <laughs> so you see him jumping over the Arc de Triomphe, and then it cuts, and then he's in a studio, and he's like, I can't hear too good at it. <laughs> this one's no good at all. This one's all right. <laughs> this one may as well not even be an ear. <laughs> And you go, God damn, you feel so you can't help but feel sorry for a man like that. Because you know, at one time, he got a, a phone call from his agent, you know? And he had probably had all kinds of hope, you know? His answer is, hey, Jerome, my God, I haven't heard from you in 30 years. <laughs> you got something for me? Well, let me guess. I bet I know what it is. It's that movie I wrote, The Return of the Six Million Dollar Man, starring Ben Stiller. And then I show up as a judge for two minutes. Is that the one? No. What is it then? It's a... No, not out of this one. Nope. What's that? What's that? That's a hearing aid? Well, how much does something like that pay a fellow? It's funny you say that, Jerome, because when you say it, I, I realize that, that, that that's only one-tenth what I used to get from a single episode of... No, I'll keep... I won't stop. I'll stop sorry. <laughs> um, when do they have to know by? 
Uh, within the hour, huh? Well, uh, I guess then I would say, um, <clears throat> yes, I'll take that. <laughs> Jerome, I have to ask you this. Is there any way in the contract that you can put in that um, I'm sad? <laughs> I'm sweaty. I'm sweaty. Ooh, that's good. Oh, God my God. Damn that. Him playing a judge for two minutes thing was my favorite bit <laughs> in there. It's the Cape Fear, the remake, uh, right? Yeah, I think Robert so. Mitchum was in it. I mean, that, that's every remake. Yeah. But that's the thing know. about Norm. He's like... He was born sixty years old. He sound he his, he has words and and phrases that this, uh, fellow my grandfather might have had if he didn't live in come from a city. It's fantastic, and I totally I actually spaced on the order I wanted to play this. I want to play this earlier. Uh, I want to play this after Dirty Work because Bob Saget directed mm -hmm. Dirty Work, and then Norm Macdonald shows up on the Comedy Central roast. Uh, Bob says this oh. is the greatest thing ever. It could be my favorite. Yeah, it's 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 not my favorite, but it was just such a fucking ballsy thing to do, and I've seen people try and do something like this afterwards, and it never works. The reason I don't like Roaster because the jokes are very lazy because they just have to be shocking. I love Bob's this always inversion. saying that because he's gay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> gay. Uh, how roasted you are. Uh, so yeah. Norm gets up to roast, and if you and, and, like, I love the roast. I look forward to them. I hear Norm Macdonald on this is gonna fucking kill. This guy devastates everybody effortlessly. Mm. And he comes up and does a different joke entirely. Cloris, if people say you're over the hill, don't believe them. Why, you'll never be over the hill, not in the car you drive. <laughs> oh, God. Greg Giraldo is here. Oh. He has the grace of a swan, the wisdom of an owl, and the eye of an eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is for the birds. <laughs> <laughs> The comedians are realizing what he's doing. Yes. They're, they're loving it. Susie Essman, of course, is famous for being a vegetarian. Boop. Hey, she may be a vegetarian, but she's still full of baloney in my book. I. <laughs> and he's so, so clearly reading off cue cards. Yes, yes. It's great for I mean, six whole minutes. He is doing like the Dean Martin era of roast jokes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But lazily. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah okay, full good. of baloney. Oh. I hope we're ready for some long clips. Uh, should I reward you with my? I think you referenced it earlier. Oh yeah, that was my intro. But there's, I couldn't even find the 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 document, not the document, the interview I saw of Conan being interviewed and like, who are the people most important to building your show? And he's like, you know, other than staff, like, Norm Macdonald. He yeah. credited Norm Macdonald like he was upstairs. We were struggling. He came down all the time. We knew he never had to worry. And there are. It was the better Al Roker on that. Show. And it, it still <laughs> happens all the time. And like, I just want to say to if there's any celebrities listening. Usually, when you do your interview with Conan, you leave afterwards. Mm. If you've been asked to stay on the couch because Norm Macdonald is next, you should probably leave. You the, will be fucked with. Oh, boy. It's, it's, it's not only that, they probably think you're uninteresting. Mm. I saw this uh, clip live. I don't know if you guys saw this episode. I, it, it, I watched it live. I feel like I did. knocked me out. It so, was the funniest goddamn thing I ever saw. I want to build it up because it's fucking great. Norm has already been on, has his segment. Courtney Thornsmith of Melrose Place comes on. Yeah, she guest starred on Duckman. She's oh. <laughs> that's a, so glad you're here, Bob. Yes, I'm, that's uh, what I'm here for. <laughs> Do you know what she was promoting? She was promoting a Carrot Top movie. Yes. And we all knew 
when this was happening, the idea of being in a Carrot Top movie was laughable. Laughable. It was like, ha ha, Carrot Top, the prop comedian has his own movie. It will obviously be terrible because it's a prop comic getting a movie. I think Carrot Top takes too much shit. But Chairman of the Board I mean, deserves why, everything it gets. Yes. Well, I mean, that's why Carrot Top is like a giant buff dude yeah. who wants to scare you because you laughed at him for too long. We you all, and not the way he wanted to be laughed. <laughs> in front of every girl he's ever had a dinner date with, he pointed and laughed in every restaurant, and now he had to thicken himself up. He's not so bad. I mean, he made prop comedians like, what did you do? Just write jokes? Mm. Bet that didn't involve a drill press. Yeah, exactly. I, I prefer I, Blueberry Head. Yes. Blueberry Head. See when you pass gas. <laughs> so Norm's had a segment. Courtney Thorne Smith is on from Melrose Place yep. promoting Carrot Top movie called Chairman of the Board. Oh, and the movie they took his props away. <laughs> they took his props away. <laughs> That's a bad time to suddenly take away everything you know about comedy. You know, you've been using props now all your life for comedy. Now we're going to take them away when you make your first movie. Was he okay though with it? He was cool. He was great. He did a wonderful job. Do you have a scene where you and, and you, you and him embrace? Yeah, lots of making out. Oh, for God's sake. It's like nine and a half weeks, but carrot top. <laughs> wow! I gotta check out that movie. Is it called Nine and a Half Seconds? Oh. 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 Andy Richter's in too. Fucking premature ejaculated. <laughs> you, know, you know what happened? That's so perfect. This is what happened. You know what happened? He said nine and a half seconds, and I'm looking at him because I know there's more. Yeah. <laughs> and I wait and wait, and I see the glimmer in the eye, and then bang! I thought you were going to crack whore, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that. That's uh, and that's not even the best part. This is like one of my. Took his pro- I, I also love Conan. Uh, that be like, they took his props. They took his props Why away. Why would you make a carrot top film? They had props? a they had a picture ready to cut away to so they could make fun of carrot top. Yeah. And the poor Courtney Thorne Smith. I'm sure she's doing great now. I feel so bad for her. She's like, look, it's a it's a thankless job to be. The love interest to Carrot Top in his first oh. movie. <laughs> that movie, yeah. by the way, I had a town with a. I lived in a town with seven movie theaters. We had one second run theater, Movies Eight, that would show movies for fifty cents. Oh, we had Movies Eight. Uh, second run, they'd come there months after they were in the theaters. Mm. Chairman of the Board premiered there and lasted one week. <laughs> it was the first time in, in Tallahassee oh. history that happened. Well, Chairman of the Board is like it's a film from nineteen eighty five that came out in like ninety six. Yes, or so. it was the absolute wrong time for yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the reversed back to school. Exactly. Um, but this is it for my money the funniest fucking clip on the this entire is, internet. It's my favorite thing that ever happened on Conan, I think. I thought you were going to crack whore, but no. <laughs> but uh, what's the movie gonna be called? Well, really? I know what it's gonna be called. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> if it's got carrot top in it, you know what a good name for it'd be? What's that, Norm? Box office poison. <laughs> oh, poor Courtney. <laughs> Smith. Oh. The girl sitting to your left is in the movie. I'm gonna go see it for fun. Oh. <laughs> you scare everybody else away. No, I love this girl. Way? I would see any movie with this girl in. She's oh. a beautiful lady and, and a talented, nice talk show guest. <laughs> box office poison. Box office poison. That is that is that, the fucking greatest line ever. That's, I, yeah, sorry. That stuck with me for like 20 years. It did. It did. But no, but it, no, my laugh the hardest it, with the ending of yeah, the ending, because Norm is sorry. He's, he's apologized. He's, he feels bad about it because the audience 
reacted naturally. Like, that's hilarious. And like, mm. oh, God, she's sitting right there. Yeah. We can't laugh in her face. He's so, he's so giddy. Yes. Like, he's like, I can make all these jokes. Yes, and you think he's done. Ugh. All right. Well, there's this two-hour season finale of Melrose Place. There's this movie coming out. Yes. Title undetermined at this point. Chairman of the board. Oh. All right. Do something with that, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet the board is spelled B O R E D. I love it when Conan loses his shit. Yeah. Like, Conan challenged him. He's like, you he can did. make a joke about that. And it really is B O R E D. Yeah. That's really the name of the movie. <laughs> like, it's so perfect. Like, again, torturing a joke. Like, I will keep hitting this one point. I will not. I refuse to stop. So, buckle in, because I just have two of my favorite times where Norm comes out and tortures the audience with a really long joke. There are, I think there's almost a full length, feature length movie of Norm doing this. On Conan. Oh, Jesus. Uh, one, yes, I, I love it. I love the moth joke. I'm sitting with Norm MacDonald. And... Now, not all your material comes uh, from, the, from the news. Is that right? You know, no, you, some you... of my material comes, my strongest material comes from real life. <laughs> real life? Like, for instance, today I was driving in a, a car. Mm -hmm. You were kind enough to bring a car to bring this old chunk of coal here to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we, send, we send cars for our guests, yes. Yeah, so I got in it, and that's, I, you know, I get material that way. So my driver... What do you mean? What, what, how do you get material that way? You get in the car, and what happens? Uh, my driver tells me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the driver we said to pick you up told you a joke. Yeah. And you're going to tell it now on the show. Yeah, that's how I get a lot of my material. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why don't we just have him on next time? Uh, that guy. You, yeah, that guy. Oh, wait till you hear me do it. <laughs> 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 so the guy, he goes, uh, uh -huh. he, uh, I say, uh, I'll be the guy. Okay. Uh, a moth. <laughs> <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office, mm -hmm. and uh, the podiatrist's office says, what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich, <laughs> and uh, all day long I work. <laughs> Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me, and that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise, and I, I walk here and there. And the podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the mouth goes, yes. And he goes, uh, at night, I, I sometimes wake up, and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. She, she fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. The cold took her down, as it did many of us. And my other boy. And this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy. Gregario <laughs> Ivanovich. I no longer love him. <laughs> as much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I 
that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. <laughs> if only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. <laughs> and in this hellish facade once How long a all, drive was this? <laughs> <laughs> do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. <laughs> sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth. Just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the, moss, the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the moth said, Because the light was on. <laughs> That was worth it. I mean, like, what I love the most about that performance, you could tell he's he's bullshitting as yes. much as possible until he can get to the punchline, until he, someone demands a punchline. It's all being made up on the spot. I can't t- I have one more of these. Okay. That I love even more. But it, he, in order to... It takes a while to get here, and it's all to make a joke at Andy Richter's expense. Well, I'm up for um, that. Uh, it's, I, this is one of my favorite moments in Norm MacDonald history. A sweet, that's that Sweden? Yeah. God bless you, man. Everything's good about... You know, you're an Irishman. Me mother, she was orange. Me father, he was green. It was the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen. I'm Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Scot. You're Irish. Yes. Yes. What are you? Uh, Swedish German. Swedish German. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, really. Why would I lie about that? It's not funny. It's a very strange lie. I put one over on those people. Yeah. Swedish German. (laughs) No, I'll tell you why it's funny, man, because I was in in, uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. I met a good old boy down there, and he said, uh, have you ever... He said, you know Andy Richter? Yeah. Yeah. He did? You met a guy in Georgia, and he said, you know Andy Richter? Oh, yeah, you do guys do well there. Oh. And he said, uh, I said, yeah. He said, have you ever heard an Andy Richter joke? I said, no. Oh, he said, well, most of it's based on him being uh, Swedish-German. <laughs> and then he told me an Andy Richter joke. And really? I, but I didn't know he was Swedish-German. I thought it was all nonsense. Yeah, well, now this lines up perfectly. Yeah. Let me ask you something, because it sort of relates to the first... Wait, don't you want to hear the joke? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> almost got out of it. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, he almost avoided the joke. Oh, you're down to six. All right, this joke will get you back yeah, up. You can get him back. Let's okay. hear the joke. Well, the fellow says, he says, man, he says, you ever tear the time about the old prospector? That's how he tells you. Yeah. He says, uh, he says, man, there was an old prospector, and he was uh, prospecting for gold, and he was having a hell of a time getting any gold. <laughs> it was an empty stake, I, I believe. And uh, he said he'd come into town one day. He'd been, he'd been in the mine for a good eight months. He said, by God, he said, I'm only, I'm only flesh and blood. Sure. And I need, I need a woman, you know? And so he goes into town. He goes up to the bartender. He says, bartender, he says, man, I've been in that mine for a hell of a long time, and I'm only flesh and blood. I need a woman. Well, the bartender says, hell, there ain't no women in this town. If you want to do any of that business, all we got is Andy Richter, the Swedish German. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
The prospector, he says, no, no, he says, hell, I ain't into that funny stuff, you know. He says, I'll be fine. I, so he goes back to his state, you know, and he's back in that mine, man, and six months passes, <laughs> and a year passes, and Conan, you know, people are weak. Man is made of flesh and pride, as the scriptures tell us, and by God, <laughs> that old prospector finally broke to his knees, and he said, I'm no worse than over then he went back to the bar <laughs> he was an eating man he says to the bartender he says hell man i've been in that place two and a half years a man has needs and if you say there's no women in this here town he says well i'll have to go for andy richter the swedish german <laughs> Listen now, he says, man, I'm a tough old hombre, you know, and I got friends now. He says, I don't want anybody to know about this. You know, this is back in the old days. Sure, yeah. He says, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can tell by the accent, yeah. <laughs> he says, I got my cowpoke friends and so forth. I'd hate to hell anybody know about this, you know. This got to be all secret. Nobody. I say, nobody can know about this. Bartender says, well, four people will know about it. How do you figure that? He says, well, he says, I'll know about it. He says, you'll know about it. Andy Richter, the Swedish German, will know about it. <laughs> and the feller that has to hold down Andy will know about it. <laughs> 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 oh, Why? Because Andy Richter, the Swedish German, he don't go for that funny business neither. Uh, at least you left me my dignity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the way that story ended. Yeah, that was a nice. Were, you weren't dead. Right, right, right. <laughs> you weren't. That's not beside the point. You're a rape. Conan left. Conan left. Got up and left. I swear to God, God we're winding down. Oh. So that's that's one of my favorite Fuck. stupid. There's there's almost two hours of this on YouTube out there, and it, oh. and, it, and I'd say that praising everybody who collected it because remember this is like scrub from the world. Mm -hmm. Like NBC took it down; it doesn't exist in official capacity God. yet. It'll be blocked if you post it. All of these shows should just be on Hulu. Exactly. Just like I want to watch a Conan show from 1995 well, tonight. They were that's on CISO briefly. Conan, really? Oh, Conan, wow. Conan's Not these. show is a bit of a sore spot for NBC. I think they want to erase that moment in history. Mm. Do we remember why? Well, yeah, the, Jay Leno. The Tonight Show debacle. Yeah. And, and the Tonight Show debacle, so I, this is my favorite clip of what I found while <laughs> researching, which were funny. Uh, Conan knows he's getting ousted. The and days are numbered. The days are numbered. It's like this is like the last week, and Norm comes on with a gift basket. Um, I fucking loved his last week. Yeah, his last week was so ever. good. Yeah. I want to do a whole thing about that too, where they tried to spend the most money. <laughs> the Bugatti, the Bugatti car mouse watching uh, restricted NFL footage mm. while spraying a hose of caviar. <laughs> uh, but yes, th this is Norm coming on Con one of Conan's last tonight shows. With the gift basket. You've been so, uh, so nice of you to stop by and you... Well, I want to drop by, show my respects, you know? Well, you know, for you to bring a a, a basket commemorating sort of the, the, the tough situation I'm in is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not what that is. <laughs> well, what, what, what is this basket for? Oh, this is an older basket. I, uh, I procrastinate, as you know. And uh, this is a basket I got you back in June. <laughs> Wait a minute. The show Wait a minute. Uh, no, you've had this basket since June? Yeah. I've seen you. You've been on the show like three times. Why didn't you ever give me the basket? I keep forgetting it. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted you to know I bought it. It was $60. And, uh, oh. 
I wouldn't open it. I think it would smell. <laughs> well, oh, there's a card also. I, yeah, I see that. It says congrats yeah. on it. That's, that's terrific. Uh, well, I don't know. if it, Can I read it? Yeah, why not? Congratulations, Conan, on finally securing your place as permanent host of The Tonight Show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's something they can never take away from you. <laughs> it is perhaps the shrewdest programming decision ever made. <laughs> By the NBC Brain Trust. Sure, the pressure is on, but if I know you, Conan O'Brien, miserable failure is not an option. You are the new king of late night. Thank you Long so live the king. Oh, it makes you so happy. I mean, we went we went longer than I yeah. thought. Are you guys in for just a few more? Sure. They're really quick. Come this far. They're really quick, and they're from something I'd never seen, and I don't think ever happened again. Was during YouTube Comedy Week mm. when YouTube someone is always trying to make a comedy award show, and I don't know why it doesn't work. Mm. Um, There's not enough award shows, so they have to fit I mean, in the, more. I, I don't mean, mind award shows. A bunch of people coming together and yeah. making moments you'll never forget. Well, it's, the, what is what I like about award shows is that they hire sketch comedy yes, writers yes. to do funny stuff with celebrities. They basically hire every good podcaster to go write jokes about bigger yeah. celebrities well even the worst one of the spike video game awards they'd at least try something on it with a stand-up in between having like um felicia day cut fruit and be like it's fruit in july <laughs> it's not an easy business but youtube tried they tried on their channel they had a live award show uh and for some reason they hire Norm Macdonald to do the uh, to be the talking head, to be the guy hosting the outside with Jenny Slate, who, God damn it, is hilarious in her own right. I fucking but love her. She is really trying, though. She's trying to rein it in and like keep things together. Well, and her they both got paid to do this, but yeah. The co-host is Norm Macdonald, who shows up in sweatpants and a hoodie. Like wow. everybody is dressed to the nines, it's treated like a huge red carpet event, and he's and he clearly has no idea who anybody is. Oh. And it's one of the funny like you watch the whole thing if you're bored, it's like an hour. But like someone cut together a best of, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna present you with present you with my best of. But this is Norm during YouTube Comedy Week. Hey guys, it's YouTube Comedy Week, and we're on the red carpet. And joining us in the show before the show living room is host of Norm McDonald Live on YouTube, the wonderful Norm McDonald. Yes, and Jenny, all the stars are here. Do you oh. want a microphone, Norm? Yes. <laughs> and he's smoking. Is that oh. my tree? Claude Racine. Dax Flame, uh, Betty Fine, you got it. and Raphael Fine, all the stars. You really keep up with all that. Are here tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah. Harley Morenstein is here. <laughs> all right. And we also have comedian Todd Glass. He'll be hanging out backstage with some of tonight's guests. And on the red carpet, we've got comedian Kulat Viley Sock and host. I feel like Todd will be struggling to, to know these people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, poor. I do feel. I feel bad for Jenny Slade in that just because, like, I bet she could be very funny playing totally. along with him, but she's for like she's, she's like I got like a natural improviser, but they paid me to do this job, yeah. and Norm he's holding a cigarette like the whole time. Well, I also feel like it's like Jenny Slade should know how to say cool up the Lysock. Yeah, but like I believe they've been on podcast together. She knows her name. By the way, but... Todd Glass's new special on Netflix it is oh, excellent. Act it. happy, mm. uh, but he interviews the Lonely Island, uh, asks them oh, about their God. name. 
It all it, it's all it all goes so wonderfully bad. I would hire him for anything just to do this again. How do you guys feel in your bodies? Do you feel healthy and strong? Absolutely I could, not. I could be eating better. Yeah. Yeah, digestion could be going better. Yeah. I feel like that about myself. Hey, enough of these fucking jokes. Can I ask one more serious question? <laughs> Give me with a real one, Norm. Give me a real one. Oh. Samberg, when you went to SNL, yeah. you went different than anybody else because you were already a fucking big hit, right? We had a small internet phone. Oh, so the computer doesn't really work to make <laughs> you a big hit? I mean, that was like 17 years ago, right? How long ago was that? It was a while ago. It's changed now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when you started in Credibad... Slash the Lonely Island. Yeah, yeah, the Lonely Island. What's the significance of that name, though? That's what really I wanted to ask. The Lonely Island. You think of all islands as kind of lonely. Do you really want to hear the story? Yes, please. I do, yes. I do okay. too. I do a real short version, which is just basically it was what we called the apartment we lived on, on Olympic, with all the traffic. It was a sarcastic name from a sarcastic Tennessee Williams-style sketch we did mm. about the apartment. Akiva wrote a one-act play. God damn, I wish I had a time machine oh, to see that so action. <laughs> yeah, no, to take back my question. What <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say to murder Hitler. <laughs> no, I no, would no. not. You know, people always fucking want to murder Hitler with their time machine, right? <laughs> but then I feel if I got back there, I'd be afraid of falling under the spell of his fucking beautiful eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Social media, like they're they're all, everyone's staring directly at the sun. They're all wearing yes. sunglasses. Except for Norm, who's just like grimacing at them. Yes. I just I just also love that like poor Jenny too. That he's just like none of these fucking jokes. <laughs> no. And then Adam Sandler's just like, all right, Norm, hit me with a real one, man. And it's awesome. The it's it's like so like it's a good production, but it's clearly not of like. You can see all the guests behind him like, ooh, I can't wait to see Jeff Frost because he's standing. He's put the next guest behind someone. But it's also like this. I like the dynamic here, too, of old guard SNL kind of berating slash having fun with yes. young, new SNL, including Jenny Slade, who had her one season. Yeah, on and, and Sarah Silverman as well. Mm-hmm. He talks with Sarah Silverman, and it's a good rapport because they clearly know each other and they get to make fun of one another. It'll be fun. Hey, Norm, thanks for dressing up. Hey, yeah. Sarah, listen, man. Uh, congratulations. That's the hundredth time that joke's been done tonight. <laughs> but I also want to tell you, I have a, I have a bet with Daniel Kellison, uh-huh. a rather large figure. Daniel Kelson, who put this whole thing together yeah. way Wait, over bet? his head. He, he says you he can. Did he it. says you can explain what the fuck Jash is. <laughs> Jash is. Uh, uh, pay up, fucker. <laughs> Jash is a, a comedy collective, a, a a United Artists, if you will. No offense, no. but it sounds like some fucking commie gobbledygook. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. You got me, Norm. I mean, I've never heard the word collective. Yeah. I know, but um, Daniel Trotsky. puts buzzwords. <laughs> Trotsky. Uh, some commie uh. gobbledygook. Oh God! I, I didn't. I, know, I hope I got the clip. He's like, I just, I need to get the fuck back on TV. Like, I can't be right. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. Fuck are these people? <laughs> what but, is this? What am I doing? This is the closer because it just shows how adorably out of touch he is. He's talking mm-hmm. to Garfunkel and Oates, uh, Kate McCucci and Ricky Lindholm. Mm-hmm. Both amazing. Right, about buddy. the the other host had brought up something about like the negative criticism you get as a woman online, mm-hmm. uh, and Norm doesn't. Oh, I know this. Norm doesn't cool. understand the nature of that. <laughs> Uh, and kind of his his opinion of that is clearly of the one time he looked at his feedback. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. So you guys are, are two very funny females, but when you post videos on the internet, sometimes uh, being a female is a little bit different than if I was to post a video on the internet. What's that like sometimes. for you two? Sometimes. Uh, you, uh 
We've been called certain things uh, many times. How do you deal with that? Stuff? I think I think I'm numb to it now. We've been called everything so many times. I think the last comment well, are you guys, I read. Are was you guys talking about Barfy Man three six two? Exactly. <laughs> Is that you? No, that's, <laughs> no, that's that motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even want to give him attention, but uh, I think Norm is drunk. Know, listen, you know, saying those kind of things about me. Talk I, to him. Talk to him right now. Talk to Barf. <laughs> listen, Barfy Man 362. Right. No, you cannot rape my mother with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So <laughs> this this may this may anger oh. listeners, but I have to say. Norm Macdonald is the answer to the question, what if Andy Kaufman was funny? Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, if he wrote, wow. wrote material. Oh, God, oh, damn. God damn it. I, I hope uh, it's been fun. If, yeah, that was great. Yeah. That, the celebration of Norm Macdonald, I mean, whenever he dies, we need to pull this out of the archives and be like, we remembering Norm Macdonald. Yeah, yeah, and go experience but Norm Macdonald. There's a ton is, of it. This is all great stuff that, like, most of it is not things he wrote or yes. performed in it's just him off the that's cuff. why it's him as a human being i don't even know yeah. if i'm celebrating a body of work here just whenever he <laughs> walks in front of a camera i will say follow him on twitter 90 percent of the time it is him live tweeting golf games 10 percent of the time it's him on the road tweeting extremely dark and introspective stories Some about the... people he meets and that he deletes immediately really wow. so it makes me think is he having problems or Did you, that means he's twitter. on the road at almost 60 yeah I didn't know he he had created Celebrity Jeopardy for SNL until the mm. 40th anniversary when he just wrote why Eddie Murphy wouldn't come on. Oh, and it's right. one of the most he, beautiful I, string of prose I've ever seen. That from he has a book. Twitter yeah. thread. Yeah. yeah, it was a great Twitter thread. And, you know, he had a great uh, now, response to like why people voted for Trump. Nobody wants to. No, I remember. I I love I love Norm as a he's a throwback to actually the Andy Kaufman thing reminds me too like some of the funniest shit we ever saw that Andy Kaufman did was mm -hmm. when he appeared on The Tonight Show exactly. or Letterman or Merv Griffin. And when he becomes an agent of chaos. I guess yeah. it's a good it's to an, throw everybody off their rhythm. An agent of chaos on a talk show. And it's easy to make fun of talk shows mm -hmm. for being like vapid garbage that just advertises shit, which is what they are 99% yeah. of the time. But when you have a guy like Norm who's just made to use it as his playpen, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and it I, is great. I just always want to watch him. Oh, I forgot one clip to really bother mm -hmm. you especially, Henry. Oh, boy. Because uh, Norm has a... I wasn't the biggest fan of the gay rape. <laughs> he has a, he has a, they're funny. <laughs> he's, he makes you're, you're, funny you're, subject matter. You're yes. not going to like that album, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, but he also is on a great new show called The Orville. Uh, written by Seth MacFarlane and Steele's. The show is excellent. Fine. It is undeniably excellent. That makes me laugh so much. Because that new Star Trek show, everybody hates. Oh, because it, it turns I haven't out, watched that either. All so. you had to do was remake Next Gen, like, boldface yeah. and be honest mm. about it. And that's what the Orville does. But it's great because he plays a reoccurring character who is just a gelatinous thing with no eyes. He's, like, one foot tall. And he's, like, a little booger. Uh, and this is He has sex, and this is him not getting a job. Yeah, what are you doing here? I have a grievance. How'd you get into my office? I'm gel. Right. Well, what's on your mind? I want to know why you guys put John in charge of the science team instead of me. Commander Grayson and I both feel that Lieutenant Lamar deserves to be in the running for a chief engineer. What? You gotta be kidding me. What the hell has that son of a bitch ever done to deserve anything? No final decisions have been made, and I'm aware that you're next in line for the job, but we have our reasons for considering him. 
It's cause I'm gelatinous, isn't it? You guys can't handle the thought of a gelatinous person in charge of a department. Yeah, but that is not it. This is so racist, man. You're so friggin' racist. I am not. I have several gelatinous friends. This is a bunch of crap, man. This is total crap. I forgot to get... He's. <laughs> I saw him pop up in People vs. Larry Flint, Norm MacDonald. Like straight a straight performance and a legitimately good job. I'm like, fuck, they should hire Norm MacDonald to act and shit. This is a pretty cool role. And the Orville, I swear to Christ, is really it's really good. Hey, I have really eight good. other shows I need to watch for yeah. I know. I'm with you. I get that's what I do to recommendations now. But uh I'm, I'm stuck with one uh, one machine in Hulu but, uh, anyway. But I always have time for lots of norm clips. I did not Thank expect you. it to go that long, and we can never do that again. No. Uh, <laughs> never do it again. But maybe with somebody else. Check out uh another episode of Laser Time every Monday, people. Lasertimepodcast.com wherever you get shit. But I'll stop plugging shit. You guys should, uh, you oh, should take well, the floor. Well, I would say if you liked all these clippage of funny, unpredictable things, the laser time about um, hecklers was quite a good ah, one. Ah, yes, we yes. talk about our brief period in stand-up. Uh, but, of course, Bob and me co-host Talking Simpsons, the mm-hmm. show where we go through every episode of The Simpsons from the beginning, and we are now deep into Season 7, actually. We've been going at it for such a long time. I'm not sure if Norman's ever been on The Simpsons. I don't think he has been. He's been on Family so. Guy, though. Boo. He was death. <laughs> Until yeah. he was too busy, and then Adam Sandler. Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, the Corolla. Corolla played death. The lesser Norm mm-hmm. in every way. Well, I thought is... that was weird, because he... But it, apparently it was just a scheduling thing. They couldn't, they yeah. couldn't get back in time. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we go through every episode of The Simpsons, comment on it. We also did uh, two live shows recently, which you can find in the free feed as well. Ooh. And if you like the stand-up stuff, we had a really cool interview with Dana Gould live in San Francisco Sketch Fest. Mm-hmm. And Talk course, about The Simpsons in 9-11. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> two great tastes that go even better together. Simpsons, uh, Talking Simpsons is supported by Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, where we have tons of exclusive content right there, and it helps me and Bob pay the rent. Nice. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts, a classic gaming podcast. It's been happening every week since 2006, for Christ's sake. And you can find that at Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcast device. Find a topic that interests you and then download that episode. We've been doing so many podcasts. I think we've done like 500 podcasts so far. You have to listen to it. I beg of you. Please listen. All right, and uh, you can. We are supported by our patrons, our lovely patrons at Patreon.com/slash Laser Time. I think we originally did a soft idea Norm McDonald episode on that show yeah, a the while old ago. Bonus time. Uh, but it's just an extra show we put together for our patrons that only they get to hear, mm-hmm. starting at just five bucks. Got a ton of great commentaries over there. UHF and Clerks are, are the highlights. We're watching the Clerks cartoon. We've sunk up all that shit, so you don't need to find a copy of that for Hundreds yourself. Hundreds of hours of content. Yes. Uh, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Find out more at LaserTimePodcast.com. We'll see you next week. Oh my God, will the pain never cease? Hey, you know what's great? Oh! I have a lot more stamina than I, than oh! I do with a woman, you know? I mean, I could do this all night. Oh, please like. finish. It has been two hours of undiluted agony. I have no feeling in the left side of my body. Dear God, let it stop. Yeah. Does it feel good for oh! you? Do you like it? No, it doesn't feel good. The only escape I've had from this hell is a couple of times I've lost consciousness. Oh! Ah, okay. Oh! And he's gonna get a sandwich over here. Oh! Hey, you want some? You want a sandwich or anything? Oh, no! I'm just gonna get some here. I see I got some tuna salad here. I want to be left alone. Oh! All right, I'm back. Ah! Oh! Dear sweet angel of mercy!
Yeah, I just think I needed some nourishment or something. Oh, right? my goodness gracious! Gosh. I am... Oh! Sweet heaven! Lord above! This was a bad idea! Oh!